0: EO Fire, 1,356.
1: It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission.
0: Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution? Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a chat to see why podcast websites is for you. Ignite! Ignite! As a veteran, I know it's hard to look for a career after the military, but it's time to put everything you've learned from the military to good use in a career where you get to help others. That's what owning an Allstate agency is all about. Visit allstateagent.com slash fire to find out more info. Find your perfect hire fast. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash fire. Hold on to those afterburners, Fire Nation. JLD here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Stephen Lee Tannenbaum. Stephen, are you prepared to ignite?
1: Oh, yeah, Fire Nation. Let's yes. do it.
0: Stephen Lee is a co-founder and president of uGallery.com. Founded in 2006 at the University of Arizona, he has led the company to double-digit revenue growth every year since inception. Stephen, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, we founded it out of Arizona, but uh, originally from Atlanta uh, Georgia and, uh, launched company that first year and moved to New York where other co-founder was. Uh, currently live here. Uh, still, uh, still love my, uh, Atlanta sports teams, Braves, Falcons, Hawks, and, um, you know, just try to get out and, and be active. I travel a good bit. Um, definitely try to, um, take in all the art, um, and sports, uh, in every city I'm, am visiting.
0: Love it. Well, I'm a Celtics fan, so are we going to have a little mock uh, battle here during our big playoff series? I mean, by the time Fire Nation's hearing this, it will be determined. Actually, the NBA champion will be crowned, but right now it's the playoffs, Fire Nation. <laughs> the two-to-two two is the series, and we're playing tonight. So, uh, Stephen, what I kind of want to do right now is have you break down for us, for Fire Nation, the ways that you generate revenue today.
1: Yeah. So we operate like a typical physical gallery, except we're all online. Uh, so we split each sale uh, 50-50 uh, with the artists. So we, we make money, the artist makes money, we're successful, our artists are successful.
0: So give me kind of an example maybe of one of your cooler sales or just examples of business that you did that you really think uh, Fire Nation would be like, oh, okay, I kind of get what they do.
1: We're a curated gallery representing about 500 artists from around the world. we sold over 50 countries, so we've done a commission in Dubai, uh, which was like a six by six foot uh, commission by one of our artists, Iris Scott. Uh, She's an emerging, now mid-career artist. Uh, Her price points has certainly um, gone with that, and she actually paints everything with her fingers, Um, so it's very unique to her style. And, uh, you know, one of the client, a client from Dubai contacted us, wanted to get a commissioned artwork specific to for his home. And uh, we made that happen. So um you can certainly commission, but also uh, we're really putting artwork in homes all around the world that couldn't or didn't have access or didn't think they could afford original artwork. Um, so that's what we do. And at the same time, we give these artists a place to exhibit and sell their artwork Um that Where they can't get into physical galleries, either they live in Kansas or other rural places or around the world, or uh, the scene is just too competitive and there's just not enough galleries, not enough wall space um, in cities like New York or San Francisco. And we're giving them a place to, um, you know, just another reputable sales outlet to, uh, you know, grow their careers.
0: I love it. Have you ever heard of Derek Sivers? Are you familiar with his business? I'm not so really similar and just in different niches. I and mean, this guy was probably about ten years ago as well when he started CD Baby. I think it's actually in late uh, in the late nineties, maybe early two thousands, where he was in a band. He was just like, you know, there's no place for people like me, they just have a band that want to sell their music online. And so he created that, and now all the independent artists were selling CDs through his company, CD Baby, which grew, I think, to like a $20 million valuation, which he eventually sold out of. And it was just really cool to see him grow that and give this voice to these independent musicians, just like you're kind of giving this platform, so to speak, this palette, you know, for independent artists to actually grow their brand, like you said, from places like Kansas or you name it. They might not be right next to the galleries, but they can make things happen. And Fire Nation... These are the kind of ideas that I hope are spurring ideas within you and aha moments and epiphanies. Like, okay, like I see like what Derek did with CD Baby and you know what Steve has done and doing with yougallery.com. Like what can I do? And a thing that I have some passions in or, or a void that I see that needs to be filled. But Stephen, it wasn't always double-digit growth. You weren't always just rocking and rolling. I mean, there's been the ups and the downs. Take us to your worst entrepreneurial moment to date and tell us that story.
1: Probably be with the first uh, real company I founded, which was Bunk Pal. Um, So I was in college, um, was in the dorm room and didn't have a place on the top bunk, didn't have a place to put my Gatorade glasses, alarm clock, uh, you couldn't nail a hole in the wall. So I created a uh, bunk bed bed shelf that attached onto the end or side of the bunk bed to provide this floating night table. Um, and we got it going. We sold it out of the back of the car, you know, during a uh, move in week. Uh, this was my sophomore year of college. And um, got some friends to help me, you know, get a little traction to prove the concept. And once I proved the concept, got it uh, partnered up with a major. National Retailer, the largest back to college retailer out there, and uh, we sold it successfully um, for a few years and then one year, uh, you know expecting the order uh, got all got all the inventory made it 's on its way in um, the p o never comes in after expecting it and uh, I find out that that summer that they have knocked off my bunk bed bed <laughs> shelf. And made it out of a cheaper plastic version, private labeled it, and uh I have thousands of these bed shelves um in a warehouse with uh you know really I was relying on them at that point because they were by far the biggest customer um, so I was just stuck with all this inventory and uh you know just l- seeing the uh thousands of dollars thousands and thousands tens of thousands of dollars in inventory uh with no customer. Um, so that was definitely my worst entrepreneurial moment. What I did was, you know, I, you know, I think in the toughest times as an entrepreneur, you really, I think the great entrepreneurs are really able to focus, focus on what needs to be done. How are you going to solve this problem? I think we're all entrepreneurs, including everybody in Fire Nation is because you see in problem and you develop a solution. And this was no different. Certainly I created the bed shelf because there was a problem. Here's another problem. I'm stuck with all this inventory and I gotta, and I gotta sell it. So I, um, got a website, booted it up pretty quickly. I partnered with some other online affiliates and we were able to sell through all the inventory. And, um, said retailer ended up coming back two years later, to <laughs> placing a purchase order. You learn from the uh, challenges you face for sure.
0: So Fire Nation, this is a theme that I really want to keep coming back to because it's so important. I mean, every day you're waking up and you're doing something throughout the day. My question to you is, are you keeping your eyes open? Are you keeping your ears open? Are you looking around you? Are you seeing the voids that need to be filled in this world? Are you seeing the pain points that don't yet have the right solution? Can you go in and create these things? And the answer is not yes to all of those things because you only have so much time, energy, and bandwidth. But when you find that right thing that resonates with you, with your passions, with your skills, and you really want to fill that void and you know there's going to be a 10X, meaning 10 times better value when you create it, then you drive forward and do this. And even if you run into a brick wall like Stephen did because of other circumstances, hey, you've learned a ton. Now you pivot, you do a couple other things and you keep moving forward. So this is the importance of action, keeping your eyes open and making it happen. So Stephen, I do want to shift to another story. This one's going to be an epiphany, a light bulb, an aha moment that you've had on your journey as an entrepreneur. So take us to one of your greatest aha moments. Tell us that story.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh we launched U Gallery back in 2006. And and we initially focused on collegiate artists and recent graduates, a place to give them a to exhibit and sell their artwork. Uh but I think one of the biggest things and sometimes the aha moments don't come all internally. Um sometimes you kind of got to be pushed from behind to get to that to get to that moment. Um luckily we have an unbelievable board of advisors and, you know, I have great business partners, my two co-founders Alex and Greg. Um, you know, we weren't we realized we didn't need to be married to to our baby so to speak, to our initial concept. So focusing on student artists at the beginning whereas now we're focused uh, on all emerging and mid-career artists, but initially we weren't there. We eliminated our market reach in terms of, um, you know, who we could sell to. And it also kept the diversity of the artwork on our site and the brand as a whole to elementary, uh, focusing on these younger artists, giving student artists and recent graduates a place to sell their art. So the business model we had initially developed in terms of its commission, artist successful, you gallery successful, was only going to be, um, was only going to prove worthwhile and keep the business up and running and get it over the hump, if we're able to sell more volume at higher price points. So we really needed to evolve with our artists. And um, back in 09, kind of three years in, we're dominating the kind of student art sector. Uh, we're coming up in terms of at the top of all the SEO rankings. We got all the traffic. We're selling all the artwork we can. But there was this aha moment that you know we're doing everything we can possible as well as we can but this business isn't going to be able to grow like we want it to and be the major player in the online art market unless we change something up. So since then, uh, we kind of pivoted. We rebranded the site. Uh, we opened it up to all emerging and mid-career artists. Uh, our average order value grew from just a couple hundred dollars to well over a $1,000. We expanded our artist and client reach to all over the world. And you know now we're the largest curated online art gallery. Uh, We represent over 500 artists and uh, a little over 7,000 one-of-a-kind pieces on the site.
0: Fire Nation, there's a lot, a lot of takeaways that you can get from this story. But one thing that I kind of want to really dial in on is in your business right now, are you keeping your finger on the pulse? Are you having communications with people who are your clients, your listeners, your followers, like fill in the blank, you know, people that are joining your communities that are becoming part of your whatever, like, are you actually having conversations with them? And are you having conversations as well with other peers like other, you know, for instance, I'm a podcaster, I'm talking to other podcasts, like, are you always having these type of open lanes of communication are you keeping your finger on the pulse it's critical in so many different ways that you are always not just ahead of the game but just always having that finger on the knowledge game because that knowledge game is critical in every way shape and form if you want to keep that cutting edge so steven that's my big takeaway from your story that you shared right there what do you want to make sure fire nation gets and just like one sentence to sum it up from that story
1: don't be married to your idea. Be realistic. And I would say, listen, find great advisors and mentors and listen to them. Not take take their word and just go out blindly, but truly listen to them and filter what they're telling you and be able to take that and make your business better.
0: What is your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
1: My biggest weakness is uh, you could call it impatience, but I truly believe like maximizing efficiency of time. I really always think everything should have been done faster, quicker. Uh, sometimes I forget people have to sleep, whether that's uh business partners, employees. Um, but you know, I think it's all driven from the passion I have for the business.
0: What's your biggest strength?
1: Definitely probably persistence. Just, you know, never taking no as an answer. Uh, you know, and just, And I think every entrepreneur is probably, it might be a cliche, but um, certainly every entrepreneur has persistence, but definitely, you know, getting through those valleys and, you know, making it back up the mountain.
0: What is the one thing right now, Stephen, that has you more fired up than anything else today?
1: Our new U Gallery site. So we just did the, for the first re, kind of rebrand, re-site design in a number, number of years. And, uh, I think it just looks fantastic. It, their site's running as best as it ever has. We overhauled the shopping cart. We're giving our customers everything from financing with a firm, uh, to every sort of payment option and, uh, telling our stories and the content of our artists, uh, the best we ever have as well, bringing our customers inside the studio. So I really am just, you know, totally fired up about, uh, you gallery where we are today and where we're going tomorrow.
0: You gallery, original art. Original you. So tell me the story, the background behind you gallery. Was that domain available or did you guys have to fight for it?
1: We had to fight for it. So uh, we launched it out of the University of Arizona uh, through this entrepreneurship program actually ten, nearly 10 years ago. Uh, my business partner, Alex Farkas, he grew up in his mother's uh, store and gallery outside Sedona, Arizona, in this little town called Jerome. So he was in the art school. I was in the business school studying finance. Our other co-founder, Greg, was in the marketing program. And we came together. We won a couple uh, business case competitions. This was back in 06, and this was through an entrepreneurship program, which was very early at its time. And we won these... Uh, case competitions, which gave us the seed money to get it started. And, um, you know, I hit on the launching as a student artist and then kind of really transitioning to emerging and mid-career artists. And, you know, we started it out of the garage um, in Phoenix the first year. And uh, I ended up kind of transitioning to New York where our other co-founder was. And we have a good stable of artists in the tri-state area. And uh, our gallery director, Alex, who, you know, whose initial idea, U Gallery was uh, moved to San Francisco where our other set of artists are in the Bay Area. But coming up with that name U Gallery, uh, we ended up at, we bought it off of a, you know, one of those second, second market uh, domain names uh, auction sites. And uh, that, was, that was certainly an experience. It's like a blind auction, you don't know <laughs> yeah. if you're going to get it. Uh, and I think we paid, which is laughable now, but at the time we were debating probably for days. Whether we should be spending this kind of money for the domain. And it was $1,200 for the domain name. And, you know, it's a lot of money
0: for a startup.
1: It is. It is a lot of money for the startup. I guess looking back, um, you know, we couldn't imagine you gallery named any differently. So now from what we've grown over the years and how, you know, the brand we've built with the name, it's small, but at the time it was big. And one other real quick story, there was a, um, the y-o-u-gallery.com. Right, that was what I was
0: going to ask about. Go ahead.
1: So that was owned by a Korean uh, website domain, like second market domain. And that was a field day trying to get that one.
0: Because mm-hmm, now it forwards to you, gallery.
1: It does, it does. So we ended up getting it. It ended up expiring, but you had to go through. Um, we ended up having to hire a, a kind of a law firm that specializes in this in Korea. Uh, to help us out. And we got it through one of these sites that they have these bots that pick up domains as soon as they are totally expired. And this this domain actually expired. but And we picked it up through one of these uh, sites where they literally have a bot. And the instance it totally expires and it's open again to the public, uh, these sites pick it up wow. like in troves. That's fascinating. So fascinating. we're excited to get that.
0: Got to fight for it, Fire Nation. If you want it, you got to fight for it. Now, speaking of awesome and fighting for it, we got the lightning round coming up. But We're going to take a quick minute and thank our sponsors. Finding your perfect hire for business is tough. In addition to seeking out the most qualified candidates, you're also gauging who's going to be a great fit for your team. And this can take a lot of time. That's why when it comes to hiring, we recommend ZipRecruiter.com. In fact, we just hired the newest member of Team Fire using ZipRecruiter. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. All it takes is one click to post your job to 100 plus job sites. Then watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. The best part is there aren't any emails or calls to juggle. We just screen candidates, rated them, and then hired the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com fire. And one more time, try it free at ZipRecruiter.com. As a military veteran, I know it can be tough searching for your next career. That's why I'm excited to tell you about an opportunity you probably haven't thought of. Owning an Allstate agency. Here's a story of how one veteran made a big career change by becoming an Allstate agency owner. Omar Zaki served in the military and then worked his way up the corporate ladder. And maybe like you, he wanted something more. Instead of settling for the status quo, Omar took action and opened his own Allstate agency nine years ago. Now he owns two locations with six employees. Both of his previous careers prepared him with the work ethic and self-confidence to reach his goals. Are you looking for a career that's about more than just punching numbers? If you're listening to my podcast, then I know you want more than just a paycheck. And if you want a career that helps people, visit allstateagent.com slash fire after the show to learn how you can own your Allstate agency. Stephen, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I am. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: Really nothing. I, I think I was born with it in my blood. I, I, I've learned a lot along the way. I think the first business I tried to do was uh, selling baseball cards on the corner of my street <laughs> to passerbys. I quickly learned... Uh, you, you need to have a, you need to have demand and know where your customers are, uh, before. And I, I worked in baseball card shops and worked at concession stands. So, you know, started a t-shirt company, um, you know, coming out of high school. So I, I've really known nothing else over the years and I just love it. Uh, the joy you get every, every day, it doesn't come without its heartaches and the grind, but, um, certainly the fulfillment you get out of it is uh, priceless.
0: What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: It's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission.
0: What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: Exercise. Uh, you, whatever you do, you got to find, whether it's exercise or meditation, you have to find that way where you can relieve your stress, put your mind away, and um, you know, put your mind at ease and you know, get the blood flowing in your body.
0: Share an internet resource like Evernote's with Fire Nation.
1: Sure. A lot of people have heard about it. It's Slack. Um, if you've heard about it and you're not on it, get on it if you have a team of just a few people or more. Uh, it opens up transparency. Everybody's in the loop and uh, reduces email.
0: If you could recommend just one book for Fire Nation, what would it be and why?
1: 12 Week Year by Brian Moran. Um, there's always going to be a to-do list in any kind of startup or or small, small team of a company. There's always going to be a to-do list. There's always going to be things to do. Um, there's not enough minutes, hours in the day uh, for you to complete them. So what this does is you want to prioritize everything that's on that list. And usually the toughest things or the most important things that make you feel the most uncomfortable are going to be the things you push down the list. So to prevent that from happening and make sure you take care of the most important things every week, um, you know, this sets up a great framework, entering the week with your goals each week and making sure you're crossing off, going through them and taking a step forward so you're not just stuck in the weeds wondering what you're doing every day <laughs> from morning to night.
0: Steven, I want to end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Never give up. I mean, you know, just believe in yourself and there's always an avenue to success. Um, it might, you, know, you might hit a roadblock, but there's always another route to take. And um, if, if you're stuck in it, continue to get advice, reach out to others, listen, and you will find, your own, you will find the way uh, to continued success and you know, continue growing the comp- your company or anything else you're doing in life.
0: And the best way we can connect with you.
1: Steven at uGallery.com, or I'm on Twitter, uh, S-L-T-Bomb, that's Steven Lee, and then bomb, uh, T-Bomb. So uh, feel free to reach out for anything at all.
0: Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with SJT and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to EOFire.com. Just type Stephen in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Of course, you can email him directly Stephen at UGallery.com. That's just a letter U. And you can visit UGallery.com. I actually have that site pulled up right now. Some kill. Hell- paintings on there all original art cool cool stuff and i like how it's free shipping and free returns super cool so steven i just want to thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side thanks fire nation thank you for listening to eo fire visit eofire.com for killer resources free trainings and so much more it's time to share your voice and message with the world, and our free podcast course will show you the way. Text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite.